Hey everybody, welcome to episode 31 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett here with Jimmy Duresta and David Picciuto. How's it going, guys? Very good. Good, good. Uh, before we get rolling, I want to ask you guys to go to iTunes. If you listen to the show on iTunes, go to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. That helps us get up in front of more people, helps us spread the show some more. We'd appreciate it. And uh, I think next week we're going to do a Q&A episode, right? Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, um, yeah. So if you guys want to start submitting questions, that would be great. You can just tweet them at us. That would be good. Um, at making it podcast. You can do that anytime before, uh, next Wednesday. We usually record on Wednesdays Mm -hmm. and just give us some uh, topics. We'll try to cover as many as we can in a single episode. If if you're not on Twitter, you can leave a comment on, on the webpage too. Yeah. 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 Or, or you can leave, you know, questions about current videos that, that are new since we did this last time. Yeah. You know, anything. Anything. Yeah, I mean, just send them over. We'd love to answer some of them if we can. So uh, what are we working on? What are you guys working on? Well, earlier this week, I put out my planter video. It was a real quick and easy project. I, mm-hmm. still, I still have a couple more to make for the house, but I figured if I'm going to make something, I might as well film it, right? Yeah, and, no, it looks, it looks great. Thank you. And so... Right now, I'm cleaning out the shop, and I think I said this a few weeks ago, but I'm really, really cleaning hardcore, reducing and simplifying, because in October, we have uh, a team coming in and waterproofing our basement, which means we have to re- we have to move everything from like three feet from the wall to give them room to work. And oh, that's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So right now, I'm, I'm getting rid of a bunch of, bunch of stuff. So... Uh, with that being said, if you are in the Toledo area or going to be in the yes. Toledo area, I yes. have a clear view mini cyclone to get rid of. It works great. Um, it just doesn't fit into my workflow anymore. And then I also have around 10 or so pipe and bar clamps with uh, a few straight edges. So if you want them, they're, they are yours. Um, You're giving away clamps? What's I'm giving away clamps, you? I know. Are you retiring? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just, these, are the, these are bar and pipe clamps that I don't use anymore. I, I, I tend to gravitate towards the, the Bessie clamps. And okay. um, all I ask is don't make this complicated for me. So don't ask <laughs> me to send you photos. Don't ask me if I have this or that. Uh, if you want the clamps, you have to take them all. There's no picking and choosing. Uh, send me an email saying, hey, David, I'll be in the Toledo area on this date David, at this time. will you sign them? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll hang out for 15 minutes or so, talk shop, and then uh, I'm going to get back to work. So that's all I ask. Nice, nice. and easy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I was giving away some tools, and these guys from Beacon came and took a bunch of stuff. If anybody was Snapchatting, you saw me helping them load their truck. And uh, so that worked out real good. I mentioned then some local guys came and took a bunch of stuff, made room in my garage. It was great. Awesome. Yeah, so that worked out cool. Give away a tool, hashtag. So if you take David's clamps, you got you got a hashtag give away a tool, then you have to give something away. Yes. Mm. I like that. And you got to follow the hashtag. Good yeah. stuff. Jimmy, what are you working on? Uh, well, uh, we cleared out my garage a little bit, and then I'm, I'm installing that lathe that I bought. I mentioned I was going to go get it two weeks ago. Then last week I went and got it, and now this week I'm installing it in my garage. It's extremely heavy and dangerous to move, but it's it's all going well. We have it off the truck now. It's off of the, the, the trailer in the garage. Now we have to kind of shimmy it in about six feet from where it is now to where it's going to go. Hopefully that goes good. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing that today. But uh, 
I have a Core 77 video just came out this morning, which is cool. I, I took this uh, piece of cedar and I turned it into a shelf, which was fun. David, thank you for your beautiful comment. That's a beautiful piece of wood, isn't it? it it's incredible. It's, I cut it up and I said, you know what? I really would be doing this injustice if I cut it up. So I left it just like as it broke off the tree and just smoothed it, really. I really mm. like the how you, you started working on this piece of wood, but you didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And then yeah. we get to see you kind of like make that decision, you know, in the middle of the video. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. You know what that, and that's good. That's a good thing with this core 77 series I'm doing is because I'm doing the voiceover for it. So I can, I can edit it differently knowing I'll be able to explain stuff. Mm. Whereas, you know, I would go straight into it and just make it seem like that's been my idea from the start. But I can kind of, you know, steer the ship a little bit more obvious because I get to voice it over. So that's a good thing about the series. And uh, and now I have a lot of fans asking me, why don't you go back and voice over some of your old videos so that I can have <laughs> two of them up? You know, I'll have like a new re- version of it with the VO on it, um, which is a consideration. I'll go back and look at some of my older videos and think of one or two of them that, you know, I could at least start that with. And that'll be fun. And then and then my uh, ridiculous uh, action uh, figure series is that my video's out. It's really, I mean, the resin cast figure toy backer campaign is up and we'll see two days now I'm at, I'm at about 31%, which is pretty good. According wow. to Carlos, the owner of that company, he said, that's a very good thing. So I hope those aren't the only people that like me. I hope there's more people that like me in the next 30 days. So we'll see. <laughs> if and, we can uh, convert you know, all the trolls to liking you, we'll have that funded in a well, day or so. Well, if I can have the trolls buy one and then they could, you know, Stick it in a blender or cut its head off, and you know, it would be for a good cause. That would be fun. Will it blend? I, I can't wait to see if actually, if it doesn't get funded, I'm not going to make them. So that that's that's that. But if it gets funded and I get to to make and send some of them out, it would be curious to see like how people destroy them and hurt them. That would be fun. I'd love to see that, or like make them into knife handles and stuff. Well, I bought one of the unpainted ones specifically because I want to do something with it. Not to oh, cool. it. Like, I don't want to deface it or anything, but you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to make something out of it. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. No, I encourage people to cut it up and rearrange it, make one into a Picasso painting. That would be awesome. Um, and then, you know, I, I totally, I mean, I'm doing this because again, I'm re- I mean, out of that $35,000 goal, I get to keep a fraction of it because Carlos gets some because he owns the website and then we have to pay to have the made out of that. And, uh, you know, so it's just, a, it's just a little beginning funding for this project I want to do. It's not going to obviously pay for the whole building. Um, it's just a fraction of that. Uh, so it's also, also, um, it was just kind of to test the waters. So that's why I didn't set the goal so high because, uh, you know. I want to be able to, to do something with them. Let's talk about the building for a second. What is it? What are you trying to fund? Um, well, I want to make a building. It's going to probably cost me about two hundred grand. Uh, we went into it at first with like a metal building, which is going to be about forty, and then we went into it w- with a wooden building, which is what I have in some of my pictures. But the biggest problem with everything is insulation. That's the biggest cost. So just to actually have put the structure up might be about forty grand, but then to insulate it could be as much as another thirty thousand dollars to insulate it correctly wow. you know, with all the new techniques and the new the, the newest uh, uh, code up to code type things. And so therefore, uh, Taylor did some research and we realized all around the cold parts of the world, port concrete building with insulated concrete forms is probably the most efficient way to go. And most expensive. Uh, but then again, you know, if you pay up front now, you're not going to be, I'm not going to be paying for oil heat and all this other stuff down the road. And, uh, so if I bite the bullet and figure out how to pay for it now, I could build a, a good efficient building. And, uh, like I said, it could last forever and, you know, God forbid there'd be some disasters 
the buildings that are poured in concrete last a little bit longer than the ones that aren't. Metal buildings can, you know, the, the sheeting can blow off them and wooden buildings, of course, could burn. And since we're going to have a building that has, you know, machine shop and welding and all kinds of stuff in it. So uh, concrete seems to be probably the best choice for a couple of reasons. And so that's why it's going to be a little expensive. Thanks. And you want to use this building for like a little makerspace and teach classes and stuff, right? Absolutely. I really would like to. And it's funny because years ago in 1995 to 2000, my brother and I, when we had our prototyping service, we were in a building that had a ground floor, 3,000 square feet, two levels. It was like the New York City dream. But we were just before the housing boom. So our rent was like 3,000 a month. And then the housing boom, our rent went to 10,000 a month. And we had to move out and we didn't have the money to, to get. And that's when I moved to my basement space. Um, so living that dream, my brother's like, you should offer classes. And this was in the 90s. And now that I actually have a, an audience that's following me and that, you know, trust me and, and uh, I'm inspiring, you know, outside of my, my student base, it would be fun to be able to offer weekends. And, and Dave and I just keep talking about it. Dave Weldon and I just keep brainstorming about it as the day goes on, as the days go on. And the, the idea to have like five guys together or six or seven guys and, and maybe some girls because Taylor's also into it, um, just – talking about what we do for a living. Like imagine if like the three of us got together and then like seven or eight other people that are like-minded and you know how that synergy, how we would be able to like completely vibe off of each other. Like there's so many things that each one of us knows that the other doesn't. And if we were all in the same room with other people for that weekend, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I'm good at certain things, but I don't by any means consider myself an expert welder, for instance, or an expert machinist. But, you know, I could have, a group of people together and learn from the students that I'm also, you know, supposed to be teaching. Mm. So it's, I think it could be a really good synergy if I was able, ever able to organize it so that I could have like, you know, maybe five weekends or seven weekends a year with 10 people. And then, and not to mention, you know, fans just show up at my shop now and they hang out for the day. And they like just recently, uh, a fan showed up from the South and he just spent the whole day with me, helped me build something. And <laughs> seriously, I mean, and, and it was really fun. Phil, Phil, if you're listening, hello. And it was really cool. And, and that's happened, uh, you know, that happened a couple times in the last year. And, you know, fans come to the city, they visit me and they want to come back and they're like, hey, before we leave, can I come again? And it's like, watch you do something. I'm like, sure. So if I could have like a bigger space where that was a little bit more convenient, because right now like two people were like, you know, where everybody's in the shop is on top of each other. So if I had a little bit more square footage, and uh, so that's the dream. That's the, you know, I've talked about it a few different times and, you know, I had some friends approach me during make affair when we were all there saying how I should do a, uh, a Kickstarter campaign and try and go for like a real li- l- large goal. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, you know, I- I'm talking to a few friends that could also help me pay for some of this. I mean, I have some of my own money, but I don't have all of it. So cool. It's interesting. You know, you're talking about the uh, kind of collaboration and the, sharing of ideas and getting people together like that. A friend of mine, this is just related, um, but it's a localized thing. <clears throat> a good friend of mine does something similar to that, and he calls them fusion nights. And basically he has he's done a 24-hour one and a 12-hour one at his house where he invites pretty much every person that he knows and tells them to invite every person that they know. And the whole purpose of the thing is to get people from different walks of life, different social mm-hmm. circles and all that stuff together in one place just to get to know each other with the kind of goal of, you know, like what connections can be made 
You know, what yeah. type of people have commonalities that just would never run across each other otherwise. And so that's a great idea to get people just in one place just to share. Yeah, you know. like, I mean, think of it like this. Like, for instance, if I had a weekend where either one of you guys or, say, for instance, Frank Hallworth or, you know, some other, like, really great YouTuber would come and spend the weekend and then kind of be like the guest, uh, you know, the honoree. And we'd all get together and we'd say, you know, like, Dave said this last night. He goes, you know, what if we did the two by four challenge one weekend with just a group of people like in the shop with like vibing off each other, (laughs) not hiding from each other Mm. or or like we all got together and said, okay, this weekend we're going to wrench around on this truck and turn it into a something or another, you know, do like a monster garage episode. And, you know, we'd have Friday night to chill by the fire. We'd have Saturday night to chill by the fire. And then Sunday we'd all go on our own way, you know, later in the afternoon. It's which is kind of like the vibe of the weekends I have when I have friends up. And uh, but if we all had a goal to like work on something in the shop with all the machines needed, you know, it would just be a lot of fun. You know, think of like how many people do things like, for instance, you guys both do lots of different things. But, you know, welding is relatively new to both of you. And, you know, whatever it is, whether it's bookmaking, whatever it is, you know, like I said, we could all like that group would learn from each other and we would do class photos and we'd hang them on the wall. So this would be class one. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Or, you know, maybe we build a canoe. I have my friends from Bear Mountain Boats come, my friend Ted and Ted or, and Nick. Maybe we can get Nick Offman for a weekend to, you know, come and do a, a boat building lecture with, with Ted or whatever it is. I think, you know, I just think, I think this is really, it could be a really good thing. Yeah. Sounds and, pretty uh, awesome. And I could have my commercial projects going on at the same time, but if I had the room, I could like, park them and not have to get them out the door which is what i have to do now yeah so cool we'll put a link in the show notes to your figure campaign everybody should you know whether that type of uh class type collaboration thing is interesting you to you or not think about uh the people that it could impact and go buy yeah. a figure you know that's yeah that's a it's awesome just, way to it's help. just Thank you. It's just the beginning, you know, it's just the beginning. And, and, you know, this is really a way for, for me to get my, my thing started. It's kind of like a kick in my butt to get started with this thing. And then also to help Carlos out because Carlos's website just started and he's already funded a couple of successful campaigns. And uh, it's a good thing. If you have an invention, you can go to his thing and you can start a, a, a toy backer campaign. And, you know, a lot of the big toy companies are watching his thing. So your project might get bought out before it gets funded. Somebody might see it and say, oh, I love this project. I want to buy it and license it to whatever the big toy company's name is. So it's a good platform. I mean, I'm sure they're doing that on other sites as well, but here it's just toys. So Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting idea. And from going to the school, the art school that I went to, I know a lot of people who are in character design yeah. you know, and stuff like that. <clears throat> One guy in particular has... Uh, designed some toy, some resin figures before, and had them produced. There's a, there was some similar site that was, you know, people could upvote these certain characters, and then if they got to a certain point, they would get made, and then people could buy them. Um, but anyway, so I've got a lot of people who would be really interested in in that site as a service. Yeah, you know, so a, let's take a look at that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's relatively new. He started about three months ago. So, but and. Bob, what are you working on? You never answered the question. Oh, yeah. Well, not much, actually. I've been on vacation. I took uh, my kids start school tomorrow, which is really early. It doesn't seem like that was ever that early when we were kids. But yeah, yeah, so they're starting tomorrow. So we um, went down to the beach in St. Augustine, Florida, spent some time with family and played on the beach for a couple of days. And so, yeah, I've been doing that. Did you go to Ripley's, believe it or not? 
We drove by it. Didn't go by it. Didn't oh, go man. in it. Yeah. It's a great spot. I was kind of afraid it would like horrify my younger kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's some stuff in there that's odd. So, um, but yeah, my, my wife is from that area. So we've, we spent a lot of time in St. Augustine when we go to Florida. Cool. Yeah, in fact, we got nice. married. We got married in St. Augustine on the beach there. So, oh, beautiful. Yeah. That's but um, uh, other than that, I've been. I finished up my electronics table that I talked about last week. I think my first welding project of yeah, for a very very long time. And uh, yeah, so I'm editing that video now to try to get that up next week. So oh, cool. Yeah. If I may add, I have yeah. a I have a welding video coming out. I try not to talk <gasps> about future projects too much anymore, but um, I I have a kind of like watch me get started in welding video come out in the next two weeks. So nice. Yeah. Jimmy helped me get a welder from longevity a long time ago. And so I've had this welder for like six, seven months and my brother got tired of me making excuses. So a couple, a few days ago he just said, Hey, I'm coming over and we're going to weld something. And I was like, uh, okay. And so he came <laughs> over and we got all the supplies that we needed. And he's like, this is how you do it. I did it. And he's like, there you go. Now stop making excuses. <laughs> wow. Does your brother weld? Uh, yes, but he, 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 he kept reminding me that he's like, I'm not an expert at this. I'm like, yeah, but I know nothing. So just you yeah. showing me how to do anything takes away the fears that I have. So yeah. he got me going and now I have something to work off of. I'm not, I don't know a lot, but I know what to do to make two pieces of metal stick together and I can go from there and I'm going to try to make a video and bring people along on that journey. So, and like the day before my brother came over, Bob was showing pictures of his welding stuff. And I was like, Oh, what a great coincidence. Cause I'm, (laughs) I'm finally going to start doing this. So very cool. Yeah, I intentionally did not show any close-ups of my welding. <laughs> of course. <laughs> did you guys notice my bookbinding video? Did you notice how I didn't show any close-ups of my stitching method? Oh, no. it looked great. Uh, I don't have a stitching method. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> no, I, I screwed that up a couple times. You know? So, I mean, we, we talked for a minute before the, the tape started rolling about how you know we can hide things with a video, but that's for another day, another <laughs> subject. Yeah. <laughs> So, Bob, I did not mean to steal your spotlight on welding, Bob, but it was just like I, I at the same time, I'm getting into it as well. And No, that's awesome. I mean, that's great that we, you know, we can bounce ideas and, and talk about it as we go and learn from each other. Just, you know, learn from Jimmy. That's fantastic. <laughs> Bob, are you, uh, are you making a video of your welding project? I am, yeah. Oh, should, good, good. Should good. be out next week, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so w- today we're going to, we're actually, we, we, we started the conversation before the tape rolled and we were just actually brainstorming. And then we said, let's make the, the conversation about brainstorming. And because and, kind of it vibed a little bit off of a, a listener's question. And like, what is the, the technique by which we come up with ideas? And uh, I, I was just talking because uh, Dave Welder and I, of course, spend the most time together. But my brothers and I, uh, we also spend some time brainstorming. And one way that I personally always thought brainstorming is we, we just goof off. I, I grew up with a family where we're constantly picking on each other and you know, you had to really, you had to really hold your own. Do you ever see, do you ever watch? I never watch it, but do you know UFC? I know welcome, of it. Yeah. Welcome to the octagon. Like that's like the phrase. Yeah. That was your house. <laughs> yeah. No, my brother's called <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the mocktagon because mm. everything gets mocked. So, 
instead of saying welcome to the octagon, we say welcome to the octagon. And uh, so, because they're both also into UFC, I personally am not. But um, a lot of times, my my oddball ideas come out of comedy, and that's that's why I'm setting that up that conversation. So uh, even with Dave and I, uh, a great example is we were driving in the car and we were just talking about like what the next tip video was going to be. Let's do bandsaw. How can we incorporate Spike? And we both said kind of at the same time, wouldn't it be funny if Spike cuts his name out? And then there was a long pause. We laughed about it. And then we said, yeah, why don't we do that? And then that was how we opened that video. And then like kind of set us up to like have Spike do something in every video now. And sometimes he has the day off because we haven't thought of anything. But uh, <laughs> like, like in the last tips video and then also in my figurine video, we hadn't we didn't have Spike for anything in that video. So when I kind of did my, my personal wrap-up and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be doing the, the resin cast figures coming out soon. Dave or, or me, I forget, said, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Spike presents it? Like Spike is like the Vanna White. And that's why we immediately just shot that little scene of Spike doing the Vanna White of you know my figurine and then like him fumbling with the hatchet. I was actually doing the puppeteering on that, by the way. Nice. And uh, I don't know if you could tell the gestures or not. (laughs) (laughs) And then I used it. I used that same piece of video in the figurine thing in the in the pitch video. It seemed to work. But a lot of times, like a lot, a lot of my funny. I guess you could also say funny ideas. But a lot of my ideas come out of just uh, just being stupid and silly and just like brainstorming funny scenarios and then all of a sudden like you hit on something you're like oh wow that would be a great reality let's work backwards and engineer that into something and uh so i mean i have other ideas but uh, you know I'll, I'll spread it out throughout the hour so guys what do you what do you uh, how do you guys brainstorm like what is the process is there a process well does it just come to you when you're sleeping and when you're in the shower sometimes but Usually, it's it's I I have a brainstorming session with myself, and where I learned to brainstorm comes from the ad agency that I used to work at. We would all get together in the conference room, and we sit at the at the conference table, and we have a big whiteboard, and it was just like you write down every idea on the whiteboard, no matter how silly it is, because the silly ones will will breed new ideas, yeah. which could then lead to the final the final product or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. What I learned, and so now that I work for myself, I don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of Dur- during the daytime. I-, I can say something to my wife, and she could say, you know, what about this? And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. But during the day, it's just it's just me. And so what I do is I write down with a pencil or pen. Do not type on the computer. There's some sort of connection that you get when you actually write something out yeah. by hand. I always use the skinny Sharpie to, to sketch yeah. ideas or a pencil. And then, always. So and just start writing ideas and just there's there's this connection that you have when you're writing things out and you can see what you've already written and it and it spurs new new thoughts and and new mm-hmm. ideas and sometimes most of the time I will get something out of that but sometimes I'm like it didn't work and then I'll set it aside I'll come back mm-hmm. to it later that day or a few days later and I'll look at that and then just seeing the ideas that I wrote down might spark the 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 one the one idea that wins so that's yeah. that's personally how i do it i yeah. actually was going to disagree with you on on something not disagree with you but say how i'm different from you um as far as the type not right because i'm sitting here i have a, a pad of paper next to me on the desk here and as we talk i make little notes so i don't forget to put things in show notes and i make 
ideas so I don't forget, you know, while somebody else is talking or something. And I'm constantly being frustrated by how how much time it takes me to get something written down by hand. <laughs> how slow that is relative to what I'm thinking and how, you know. And I, that's one of the differences I think, you know, I just realized between us is that um, whereas you guys might like to sketch more and write with a pencil more, I'm, I think, maybe more comfortable and more adept at the computer because I could sit down if if my keyboard wasn't so clanky, you know, and you wouldn't be able to hear it on the microphone. I would be taking notes and getting every thought down without interruption. Wow! Um, but see, I never learned to type. I just look while we're sitting here. I have two sketchbooks, two yeah. notebooks in front of me. I, uh, I I never learned to type properly, so I'm just not good at it. Like I'm still only use I use like three fingers on one hand and one finger on the other hand. So I'm like. <laughs> I still like I'm typing like this. This is how I type. I'm just using my pointer finger on my left hand and a couple fingers on my right hand. Well, you can't type with your pinky anyway, right? <laughs> no, I can't do anything with that pinky. That's just like a, well, it's like a, it's actually like an appendix. Bobby, bring up a a, a a a great thought is a lot of like I listen to a lot of like audiobooks where it's like business or self-help or or I've gone to seminars and the the common theme between all these books and seminars is you can take what these people, you can learn from these people, but you don't necessarily have to do exactly what these people are telling you to do. Take the main idea that they're presenting and then make it your own, right? Yeah, totally. And what, because everybody's different. So what works for you might not work for somebody else. Yeah. And, and like in this case in point is, is you're totally right. It's about history and like where, you know, where your skill sets have come from. For me, I was a programmer, right? For 15 years. So I have types more than I care to even think about, but I'm very, very fast at it. You know, some, you guys may have drawn more or written more or, or whatever. And that be the nor that may be the more natural expression for you to be able to get that stuff out. And yeah, you're totally right. Like any of the productivity stuff, um, that you come across that we've talked about, you know, last week we talked about that stuff. Any of that stuff c- should be kind of vetted through who you are and what you do on a daily basis, like how you work best. Some people work in literal things better, you know, or they like to have, like my wife really needs to see something drawn out. If we're talking about a project, she needs to see a picture to be able to really visualize it before we can move ahead with it. Me, I can visualize something totally in my head with that, with never seeing a picture, and I know exactly what it's going to look like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, those are just different ways that we process kind of the same, you know, decision and the same, you know, way to handle decisions moving forward and stuff. But anyway, back to our brainstorming thing. <clears throat> I wrote down a couple of things that I'm curious uh, how it works for you guys, and I'll get to that in a second. But for me personally, um, when I'm brainstorming ideas for projects. I think the biggest uh, generator of ideas for me is filling a need. So, you know, we've talked before about a lot of my stuff is really purpose made. It's it's very like to fill a, a need or fill a gap and something like that. So most of my things come out of like, oh, well, I don't have a thing that does this. Or it's too expensive for me to buy a thing that does this. Can I make it myself? That kind of thing. But also, I think through being aware of that... <clears throat> Excuse me. I've started to kind of keep my mind open to uh, possibilities and to to potential problems or gaps around me. You know, so if I see somebody else doing something and they have a, a need, they have something that would be faster for them to be able to do their job or whatever. I'm I'm more aware of where those holes are and like you know where the problems are that 
could be solved. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of my ideas come out of just being aware of, you know, gaps and things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm constantly looking for things that need to be like filled, like, you know, holes that need to be filled literally like with like a belt clip or what, you know, all the tchotchke things that I make. Yeah. Uh, and it's also good, you know, another good generator of ideas is to make a commitment to somebody and say, hmm. I commit to do this for you on this date, even though we have no ideas. Then you're forced that to. Date, yeah. You're forced to do it. You know, I just, I made a gift for a fan, which I didn't even post a picture of, um, 30th birthday for a fan in, in, uh, in England. I don't want to say his name. I'll give it away. He doesn't know it's coming. His girlfriend called me and I made this cool little thing for him. It's a collage, like a resin collage. And, uh, I said yes to her a hundred times. And then she's like, okay, I need it Monday. What's going to happen? I was like, uh, okay. Uh, what did I say I was going to do? I literally wrote to, she's like, you said you were going to make a collage. I said, okay, I made this really cool thing. I was really happy with it. I've come and, up with uh, so many, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've, no, I've, it was fun. It was fun. I've come up and with so forced. many great ideas under pressure at the last second to meet a deadline. Yeah. And I don't hmm. know what it is about that deadline, but that brings out the creativity in me. Yeah. I mean, some of my best ideas, like, I mean, it's my most popular. It's not my best idea, but for instance, the AK-47 guitar, it's like my most popular video and everybody I meet in, like I went on like a hundred TV meetings. Everybody I meet's like, oh, I love that guitar. I'm like, oh, thanks. You could have watched another video. It's not the only video I have. But because um, it's the first video on my page, but that like literally like Wyclef's like I need it for Friday, and I'm like oh okay I started it, and when he started he's like it has to be done by it literally gave me like a day and a half to finish it, and <laughs> wow. you know it forced me to make the video and put it up the way I did, and anyway it turned out to be a successful video for me, and uh, so I mean I would have done things differently if I had more time. But anyway, it is what it is, and it, and it worked for that moment in time. And it, that was something that I just worked against the deadline. You know what helps me too? Um, what I do a lot of times is I, I take a bunch of index cards with me, like on an airplane, or uh, if I know I'm going to be in a long, boring meeting that has nothing to do with like what I really feel like talking about. I take a bunch of index cards with me, and I just like scribble on the index cards, and I scroll through them like playing cards. And then when I scroll back to them, it's kind of like what you said. It's like. And I really just try and like compartmentalize each little stupid idea that I come up with. And so when I, when I swing through the cards again and again and again, and I'm like, I come back to something. And if I've come up with like four other things, and it's, it's kind of something a little bit different about holding a deck of cards as opposed to like a book. Because you could rearrange the cards and put them in, in different sequences and stuff. And you can lay them out, look at them. You know, you could do like a battle board. Like sometimes I don't always do it because they're kind of hard to restack. But sometimes I do it with uh, post-it notes. But then you stick them back together and it's kind of like chew, chewing gum. It's like kind of like annoying when you unstick post-its and then stick them back together. Mm. So that's why it works better with index cards. Hmm. That's a good but, idea. I like that. Yeah. And then lately I noticed in, they have like half size. So you have like the five by seven and then you have the three by – it's like or whatever. It's like two and a half by four or three by four. I forget. And then they have a smaller size, which is almost like – it's uh, it's like a little index card. It's like an odd size. It's like maybe I'm looking at it now. It's like maybe two inches by like three inches, which is like a weird size. And it has lines on it in the uh, in the direction of like a book. So it has like it's like line note paper, but really small. Hmm. So there's something cool about those little cards too. And sometimes I'll take those cards, and uh, this is all the the crazy ways that it's helped me develop ideas. And I'll put jade glue on one side of them. So now I have like a little book, but the good thing about jade glue being they peel off, the, you could peel the, the book apart. 
So it's a good way to keep like a stack in your pocket, but then they also peel apart hmm. easily. What is it? I've never heard of jade glue. Uh, jade glue is like PVA, what I used in my book binding. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's just PVA. It's just a different name for it. And, uh, you know, if you just kind of wipe a little bead of it on one side of like a little stack of cards, now you have like a little book that you can tear the pages out of real simply. Gotcha. So, yeah, hmm. so I, I like doing that. I like drawing notes on on, on cards. So, so. so when you have, you know what I've actually done too. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. But go ahead, go ahead. I've actually done too. I've actually bought a deck of cards and wrote ideas on the deck of cards because I like the way the cards <laughs> slide on each other. So I write okay. ideas on on a deck of cheap cards with a sharpie, and then I stick them back in the box, and then I go back and later. I usually would do that if I have a project. So all those card pictures will all be dedicated to one project. You know, as a kid, I used to do magic, and you can buy trick cards that are all blank. So you can buy an entire deck of blank cards on one side. Oh, yeah. So that's a perfect, you know, and like, again, that would be like a dedicated project. I'd have to come up with like 10 ideas for a product line or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. That's really so cool. um, when, you, when you get an idea, and I know this is like all over the place, it's different for every single project, but just curious, like from when you get uh, the beginning of an idea, the first little thing... How quickly, generally, how quickly do you get to the final, this is the thing that I'm going to go do? Um, it's, it's, always, it's always different, but like, for instance, I can give an example of the way it worked for me just last night. I knew that I wanted to make a buck knife into a switchblade, and that's primarily because a lot of people asked me to do it. And it's, you know, when I showed my knife video and I had like a buck knife as a kind of the classic knife with the gold nuggets at each side, you so they don't make them into switchblades. People do them after the. It's like a post, uh, you know, purchase. People do them. They call it a conversion. So I never did one, and I have a couple of ideas on the way to do it, but I don't know exactly how it's been done. And I could rip apart a three hundred dollar knife, but I don't want to. So I ripped apart a fifty dollar knife, which is one that hasn't been converted yet. And so I broke it apart last night and started the video, and I got to a point where like I'm like, okay, now I took the knife apart. Now I don't know what to do. So I just literally left it, and I just walked away from it last night. I didn't continue to try and churn the concept and try and make it work. And since then, I have like 10 different ways that I can do it. I don't know which is the best way, but my mind literally starts working in the background. So I take it up to a point. I absorb everything on that project, and then I just like walk away from it. Um, and then, I, then I'm the like, okay, way. now it's time to marinate. I have to really – before I jump into my next step, I got to make the best decision. It's like I got to open the correct door. So I got to really think about which is the right avenue to go. And I, I even posted it on Instagram and I was like, let's see if this works because I'm a little unsure about it. I don't know if I'm going to ruin this knife. And it's, if I do, it's no big deal. It's not, it's just, I'll just learn more to do it again the next time. I won't be successful at this attempt, but I have a couple of options and I just have to kind of choose the best one. Yeah. I will, I will finalize the idea of, I mean, we'll just keep it real simple. Let's say I come up with a, an idea for a box and then I will sketch or write down or put into Evernote my, my final idea. And then I don't, unless there's a deadline, which usually for what I do there isn't, I will let that sit for a little bit. And it's yeah. usually when that sits, that's when that other idea that makes it totally mine hits me. And that's like I'll be lying in bed or I'll be showering or doing something completely different. And then that's the thing I'm like, that's mm -hmm. what makes this project mine. So mm. yeah, yeah, that that moment, yeah, that aha moment. Well, I talked about it in my in my uh, my TEDx talk that's online. It's called the breakthrough, and that's really what you want. You got to kind of step back and wait for those breakthroughs to happen, and they come 
when your subconscious mind is doing its business. And, you know, you got to feed your subconscious mind with books and videos and tinkering and, you know, curiosity. And that's how your subconscious mind will start to solve problems for you and give you the solutions and the answers that make that project yours and that make it, you know, this is this is a, a baby of mine now. Whereas before it was just an orphan. Now it's a baby of mine because I can give it this special thing which makes it, you know, married to me. Yeah, my I, I do kind of the same thing when I run. That's one time it used when I first started running, that was a really frustrating time for me because I would say, I'm gonna go out and spend forty minutes, an hour, whatever, doing a thing that's kinda like I can't do anything else in that time. You know? Yeah. Even though I know it's like good for me physically, it almost felt like wasted time. And then at some point I turned the music off on my headphones and thought, wait a minute, this is like this is pure like brainstorm time. This is yeah. problem solving. Like I've been there. I, I used to run for a while. I gave it up, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. When you get in that zone, yeah, and your mind is just like talking to yourself, and, and your body is you know is generating energy, right? You're just like your brain is moving at that point. So I found that to be a really really productive time to solve problems that like stuff that I, you know, just don't want to spend the time thinking about other places or like, I can't quite dedicate time to really figure this thing out. I'll save those for my runs. And then I'll say like, all right, I have no other thing to do than to figure out how to make this thing work. You know? Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's also like being trapped on an airplane, which is a good time for me to really, I'm like, okay, I got five pages in my notebook. I'm going to fill them with something. Let Mm -hmm. me fill them with anything and not edit myself. And you were talking about making the thing your own. That was another thing I'd, I'd just written down here that I was going to ask you about. Like, David, when you when you look at a project, is there ever a intentional goal to like I've got to find a thing to make this mine, or is it just like in case you run across a thing to make it different? No, it's usually I got to find this thing that makes it mine. Yeah. So, um, and you, I don't know. You'll find that in almost any one of my project videos, like the planner, something as simple as a as a flower planner. I'm like, okay, what if I put this trim on here? Will that will that help? Mm-hmm. You know, or or the uh, one of the bandsaw boxes. Nobody uses actual hardware in bandsaw boxes, so I'm going to do this. Or, um, just just little things like that. I I really to satisfy my personal needs, I have mm-hmm. to find something that makes it my own. I'm the exact same way. And in like a few weeks ago, I did that little simple two by four table. And I felt gross about that video for so long. And people said, you know, Hey, it was helpful or whatever, but it was, it was just a table. It had nothing. And I, I think the thing I realized later, the thing that made me feel gross about it was that it had nothing to do with me. And so, yeah, I'm, I feel compelled most of the time to make something about the project. You know, generally if they're like a couple of things I'm working on right now, I think are unmistakably me. (laughs) And I don't really have to do anything extra. They're just me. Um, but, you know, some of the stuff that's been done before, yeah, there's like this thing inside of me that's just like, I, I've got to find a way to make this a little bit extra, a little bit in a weird direction or a little bit something, you know, to make it my own. That's a compulsion at this point, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this the, the current project I'm working on is this uh, making this buck knife into a switchblade. And there's so many online, and they all look exactly the same. And of course, I can't make it look the same. I have to figure out something that's going to annoy people. I have to do something that's different because you know that's the, the people will talk about that video. But it'll also become, you know, it's also what people have become to expect, you know, from some of the things I do. Well, yeah. with so. doing that thing that's different, 
not only satisfies your own personal needs, but it also sparks conversation or annoys people or mm-hmm. it, it continues yeah. the project. When you're done and you post it, that project moves along because other people are talking about it or asking questions. Yeah, all the yeah. trolls are, are eating at it. And it ultimately pushes you in a way that you need to be pushed that you may not do naturally. You know, It forces mm-hmm. you to, to come up with things that are outside of the kind of first response. You know, Your first response is, yes, I can make this thing functional. Um, but past that, it's like, well, how can I make it functional and functional in a different way that you wouldn't expect or make it look mm-hmm. in a way that is you know, an extra step past the functional? Like... Um, the I'm hesitant to say this, but the arcade machine that I've mm-hmm. been teasing for a long time, a couple other people are doing videos on them right now, and they're excellent yeah. videos, and I'm glad to see them happening and everything. And at first, I was like, "Oh man, like I missed my chance." So now other people are doing them, and but then oh. I watch their videos and I think about the thing that mine has that I haven't really told anybody about, and I'm like, Plexi- yeah, I'm still- "Plexiglass." No, it's not plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I just thought the whole like, thing is paper mache. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, give it oh, that's, and you can pick it all up with one hand. No, but so it's got a thing, and I, you know, I can look at by comparison. I can look at somebody else doing the, effectively the same thing and think mine still has a uniqueness, a, a extra thought that I've put into it. That you know, I'm happy with that, even if it's not an original overall piece. It has a thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good a good way to push yourself for sure. Another component of brainstorming, which I mentioned before we started rolling, was, um, and it's a good thing to keep in mind, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, is just to think really big and then kind of bring it in. You know, it's like, like, oh, let's make a time machine or let's make a car that drives on water that flies and then, you know, goes in the ocean and flies and drives on land. Nah, you know, but then you could bring it back a little bit, and then all of a sudden you have a new, brand new component, like mm-hmm. a car that could drive through the mud, for instance. Um, I saw this. That just reminded me of the crazy video I just happened to come across. I don't even know how I found it or how to find it again. This guy made a tractor in his backyard, some backyard tinkerer, with instead of wheels, he had two huge corkscrews, like these funnel-shaped corkscrews that spin in the direction of like they're burrowing through a hole. But they spin opposite each other, so it keeps the thing going straight, and it can only go forward or backwards. It was this tremendous, like, it's like these two tremendous spinning cones that are underneath this tractor, and he geared them all so that they spin, and it moves the thing forward. It's like, it's like, I don't even, it's like two big corkscrews that are on the thing, that are in the direction of the car that it's traveling. It's so hard to explain. But when I saw that, it's exactly the good example of what I'm talking about, like, now, if I thought of that, I would be like, that wouldn't make a really good car, but it would make a good something. But this guy said it would make a good car, and he made it. And, it, <laughs> and he was actually testing it. So that invention, although it might not be extremely practical in this YouTube video, I don't know how to find it, by the way. Um, there are components in it that are going to become something. It's like a good, another good example is the NASA program. You know, like all of a sudden we have like cups and pens that go right upside down. You know, so those are all like derivatives of this whole, you know, space program that otherwise wouldn't have come to be if they didn't think about what's life going to be like in space. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I talked too much about that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Think big. Yeah. Think think big, big. make small. Yeah. Well, just thinking big, 
even after you scale that back, you still might be pushing yourself to try something new that you've never done before or to learn a new skill or just it, thinking big and and then pulling back might push you forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like when you think about like, oh, God, I got to walk up seven flights to get to where I got to go. And then you do it and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Then in a week from then, you're like, somebody's complaining about walking up three flights. You're like, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know. That's just a metaphor for, you know, doing something complicated that you're already used to doing. Yeah. Cool. Like running. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's probably a good spot to wrap it up unless you guys have any other brainstorming ideas. No, that's I think good. that's good. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I just always, and I, I said it in my TEDx talk and I say it to my students all the time. It's just, it's really important to feed your mind with just curiosity and junk and, you know, visual junk food. Whether it's like you're in a tinkering shop or whether you're in a, uh, a junkyard or, or an antique shop, you know, you, all these little visual inputs will regurgitate when you're tinkering in your shop and you need a solution to something. All of a sudden, you'll remember that crazy guy driving on his tractor on two big corkscrews. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, here's a good solution for that. Hmm. So, Right on. Well, um, <clears throat> before we talk about what we're watching... I want to thank Luis Gonzalez, Jeremy White, and Juan Vargas. They're our top Patreons, patrons at Patreon. Um, and everybody at Patreon, uh, as always, we are super grateful for your support. And uh, if you guys want to help us out over there, go to patreon.com slash making it. And that's a great way to support the show. So thank you. what have you guys been watching lately? Hmm. I, I've been – go ahead, Dave. I'm going to look up my friend's name. I can't figure out how to say it. Here you go. Right. Uh, I've been watching watching Switch and Lever, and oh, a, he's awesome! Yeah, he's really awesome. His name is Daniel, and I believe he's from Sweden. And his YouTube channel is a mixture of like machine shop, woodworking, programming, and prototyping, and it's it's really well done. The narration that goes along with his videos are super well done. Just great videos all around. Covers a. I love his graphics. Uh, his yes. graphics with his voiceover is done really well. He's got a great style. Yeah. yeah. Did you see where he made the coins? The group I of d- coins. I for did. I will be featuring that video in my Makers and Shakers episode on Friday. So awesome! Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I've been watching. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, so I'm going to spell it. Maybe you guys. He he. Big Swords. He had the TV show. Uh, his name is Michael L C T H U L H U. Michael Schiller. <laughs> what's up Mike? I wish I, I wish I knew how to say it but he's a growing channel and um, he's got a great funny personality with an Irish accent and he makes these crazy big swords and uh, he's got an interesting story he's a welder I think he lives on Martha's Vineyard and uh, he actually had a TV show uh, he did six episodes of a TV show called Big Swords Big Giant Swords and it was about him making swords I never saw the TV show, but I've I've seen his YouTube channel and his YouTube video, so I, I recommend it. Hmm. Nice. Um, well, I actually haven't really been watching that much stuff. Although I did get my watch later list down from a <laughs> hundred down to twenty <laughs> recently, oh, which wow. is cool. Um, but I guess um, this maybe isn't what we typically say. But I've been watching some of Matt Cremona's like family vlog, and oh, really? he um, so he and his wife Lindsay just had a baby little boy named JR. And so they started a second channel to do kind of family vlogging stuff. And 
so I've been watching that just because as a father, it's interesting to see other people that I know, you know, get into that and like their first experiences with a lot of the stuff that goes along with fatherhood. And, um, so yeah, it's just interesting to watch from my perspective, but it's definitely not, you know, the type of stuff that's on his normal channel. So, Hmm. But I would do want to say congratulations to them because Matt's an awesome guy. I'm yes. really happy for anybody yes. that has kids. So. Yeah. We're going to run into Matt in a few weeks, right? Yes. Yes. We are. Where are we going to run to, to Matt, David? Woodworking in America, 2015, Kansas City. What weekend is that again? That is September 25th through the 27th. Nice. Okay, okay I got to remember to drive there. Yeah, you have to leave like well before if you're going to drive. So don't forget about it. <laughs> you see a day of Jimmy's like, oh, wait a second. I got to drive. Wait, that's a Friday, right? That's the 25th is a Friday? It, I don't know. I believe it starts on a Friday and then goes uh, ends early on Sunday. I will actually be staying there through Monday. I'm catching an Indians-Royals game on Sunday night and then uh, eating some more barbecue. Uh, on Monday and then going home. Right. <laughs> nice. I'll probably be driving there Friday night. I'm guessing. I have class that morning, so I'll mm, probably man. leave after class. How so. long of a drive is that? I don't know. I know driving to California was four days, so that's half as much maybe. I'll try and do it all the time. I'll do the whole thing. One drive. <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> I think Dave, Dave might come with me, so maybe oh, we that'd can be great. Yeah, Welder's going to come. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, everybody should go to... Um, WIA this year just to see how sleepy Jimmy is when, when he gets <laughs> <laughs> So that'll probably do it for us this week. Uh, where can we find out about everybody, David? Drunkenwoodworker.com. And that has links to all my social medias. Pretty soon it will be selling my new book. That will be coming out on September 15th. And awesome. uh, yeah, that's it. Nice. Yep. You could see my little tiny resin figure at toybacker.com. Awesome. And people were, a few people were actually disappointed that um, I like to make stuff.geocities.com didn't exist last week. So <laughs> I apologize for that. Nothing at Geocities exists anymore. It was mm. a joke. Anyway, my stuff is at <laughs> I like to make stuff.com and you can get to everything else from there. So awesome. that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's show. Yes, at Making It Podcast on Facebook or on our site. Cool. Thank you, guys. See ya. Later. Later.